All right, David. We're supposed to be done recording for the season. Yeah. Yeah, what are we doing uh, here? Oh, uh, uh, well, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm on location, and I have all these kinds of things that are distracting me right now because I'm not in my normal habitat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this is Holy Week, and so I've got a lot of stuff to be doing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's good. It's good that we're doing this then. Um, yeah, we ended the season a couple weeks ago and that was good. It was met with a lot of, uh, a lot of good feedback from people. Uh, seemed to like season two. I like yeah. season two. Yeah, I, I liked it too. Two. Um, we said that we were going to stop recording, but it's nice to check in, but also the events in Paris earlier this week, um, yeah. have got us thinking about stuff and we thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Or not fun, but at least important to talk <laughs> important. about. Important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very important to talk about, I think. Um, yeah. So even though we probably don't want this to become a current events podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We could probably afford to spend some time talking about current events. We could. And you know, I think even though, you know, I agree with you. I don't want this to become like, oh, breaking news. This, this, that and the other happened. A lot of what's going on right now are things that we talk about pretty often. So I thought this would be a great way to kind of reinforce some of those things and just bring them to a, perhaps bring them to a point or, or let it be a, a moment to extend the conversation and let new, yeah. shed some new light in. Well, can you, uh, can you list out what those things are that we talk about that you see are relevant here? Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Palm Sunday, the Cathedral of Notre Dame of Paris, Our Lady of Paris, um, caught fire. And yeah. it was a pretty, a pretty serious fire. It, it was, um, serious enough to collapse the roof and melt the lead spire, that kind of iconic spire at the top. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was the the unique thing about this was that it was watched around the world as it was happening. Yeah, that was fascinating. It was, yeah. was kind of like watching, like you know, like the nine eleven you know video yep. of the two towers, or you know, it's like the world is watching as this thing yeah. burns. Yeah, and that and that's the unique thing for me. Like, what does this mean that we're all watching this now? Because even though mm -hmm. we've had video of nine eleven, we weren't. You know, we weren't on Twitter following every person who was an eyewitness or every person who had their own little video. Right. Uh, everybody, at least my experience of 9-11 was, oh my gosh, what's happening? You know, keep on changing the channels, trying to find an update. Whereas, yeah, yeah. whereas with this, you've got the updates, you know, up the wazoo. You got to right. sift through them to try to get a sense of what's going on right right okay so um all right so lay it out for me what so the the worldwide watching of this on social media that's something that we talk about a lot you know in yeah terms of the the social media presence um we talk a lot about art and beauty and right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um something that's very important to us um we obviously talk about the faith and catholicism yep. a lot about about that is yep. there any other aspect of this that you have found um the arts the social media Catholicism. I would say, well, I guess it's tied into the arts discussion, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are very supportive of not only the rebuilding but of the the immensity of this of this destruction as being like a hit to western civilization. Mhm. Mm uh 
And then you'll have a lot of specifically Christians saying, okay, this isn't just that. This is a monument to God. This is a house of worship. It's not a museum. Right. Um, I'm not so quick to separate those two things. Okay. Say so, more. Spoil. Well, do you want to go into that now? Yeah. Just jump in. Uh, so, and again, this is something that we've talked about. You know, the churches are, in my estimation at least, intended to be a place where you enter into God's time, into Kairos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not supposed to be like every place else. It's supposed to be something different. Uh, and we most easily achieve that through beautiful imagery, beautiful architecture, mm-hmm. beautiful music, you know, a different smell, you know, the incense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and people, and rightly so, people, people recognize that and say, oh, there's something different about this, something that needs to be preserved even in these ancient, ancient buildings. And so when I see Christians criticizing, you know, like, oh, this is not a museum. Stop, stop treating it like that. It's like, well, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but we have to take care that we take care of the artistic importance of the importance of beauty in our faith. Right. Uh, right. We can't just eschew that and say, oh, well, this is a secular thing. And we, you know, we can't, we don't have time for that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that grinds my gears. So, so oh, hold on, let me try to understand. So <laughs> the, you, you, you it grinds your gears that some Christians are complaining that the world is treating this as like, you know, solely on the surface of like, oh, this beautiful building is yes. burning and it's an important building. Yes. And then those Christians are similarly saying, or by extension saying, it's more important than that. It's a house of worship and that's the problem yes. or that's yes. the concern. Which I and agree with. Saying, I agree with right, that. Right. I just don't want there to be such a stark uh, separation between those two things. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. They work together and they have to work together. Okay. So you're going to need to do some convincing here because I'm all, a little bit on that other side <laughs> um, in, in the way that I see this right now in that. And what I mean by that is that I, I have found it at least interesting or kind of surprising that the amount of shock that's reverberated through the West has primarily been dominated by the narrative of the importance of this structure for French identity and French nationalism and French landscape and the patrimony of France and the patrimony of the West in terms of its importance as an iconic piece. Yeah. And very little by way of the importance of it as the mother church of France or of the cathedral church of the Archdiocese of Paris or, you know, uh, a temple to God. So there's not a lot of language around that. And I guess that's where I feel a sort of sympathy with the, the Christian critique is that how many, so like, here's a good, here's maybe an example that you can jump, jump against if you'd like. Um, I was listening to NPR yesterday morning and there was a woman who was talking about how important Notre Dame Cathedral is for, you know, life in Paris. And she was talking about walking to work every day and there's Notre Dame and you just experience it there in the landscape and it's a, fe- a feature of our life here in Paris. And all I could stop and wonder and think about is like, well, have you ever been inside? Have you ever stopped to go to mass there? Have you ever been a confession there? Is there any experience that you have of the church as a church? Or is it just a feature of the landscape of Paris? Um, and I guess that's where I side with that that perspective is that I have a critique of the culture of saying, you know, this is a beautiful architectural piece and it goes nothing beyond that. Yeah. And I, and I mean, this is 
this is that precisely that frustration that I've uh, that I've been noticing within myself because I completely agree with you. Uh, and I've, I, I, and I, you know, honestly, I don't know that I can name what it is that, that bugs me about that particular critique because I completely agree with it. Uh, you know, if this is just something that you look at from the outside, then what's the use? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the other hand, I do, I do agree that it's a part of, a part of France. It's a part of right. Paris in a very deep right. way in that Catholicism is a part of France in a very deep way. Mm. And when we just see this as, you know, a part of the landscape, that's a big problem. And a big part of that problem is that for the most part, people in France just see Catholicism at best as a piece of the landscape. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. And maybe, maybe to defend your critique for a second is that, you see a reductionism happening on both sides. That yes. on one side it's a reductionism to a piece of the landscape, and on the other side it's a reductionism to a temple of worship that you is, know should not be co-opted by the culture. Exactly, it's so far removed from France that you know nobody owns it. God owns it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and in both cases it divorces the secular from the sacred, the world yeah. from the church, the yes. holy from the profane. All those things are divorced, which I think maybe if I were to give you some maybe some support in your position, it seems like that that critique of yours puts its finger on that particular divide between the world and the church, which is not a Catholic perspective. Right. And, that, and you know a big part of the problem is that um you know we're, we're and this is, I guess, to go against my own position here, you know, we're, we're claiming that this is such an important part of Western civilization of French history. And yet it is something that you just kind of look at from afar, that you don't go in and see the beautiful windows or the paintings or the statues or experience the liturgy and the worship of God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that could, I mean, that well, there's many reasons why that could happen. But, um, you know, th- I was just talking about this in class last night with the prophets a lot of the time prophets in the old testament are trying to call people out of their tepidity you know mm-hmm. their their faith has become stale um and there's often a big moment like this where you can be kind of shocked jarred out of your complacency yeah oh yeah 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 i see that um which is good so there's a moment here that could potentially you know rejuvenate curiosity about catholic identity and the importance of catholicism for french identity um, yeah well and i think an opportunity, it's opportunity you know it is a, a huge opportunity and it's fascinating to look at how many non-catholics even non-christians are in support of this building like that by mm-hmm. itself shows the importance of something like this we mm-hmm. don't do this for every church that catches fire or is damaged in some way Right, like, right. There's something I mean, different about maybe we should, right? Maybe we well, should be more, more intentional about houses of worship. Um, well, well, maybe. I mean, I think okay. So three churches burned in New Orleans in the last two weeks, or yeah. in in Louisiana, uh, three historically black churches, yeah, uh, were burning in the Opelousas area where you and I did our novitiate. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something. Uh, you know, there were plenty of churches in the South that have burned. Of the United States, but even in France, over the last year, there have been different churches that have been yeah. burned for different reasons, um, and none of those cause as much 
of a worldwide phenomenon and reaction as Notre Dame. And I think for good reason is that there's something iconic about this building that it symbolizes. And I was listening to Bishop Barron about this this morning is that there's something about this building that sits at the heart of Western civilization yeah. as an icon of how the church is at this is, is in the seedbed of Europe that Paris is at the heart of Europe and the church is at the heart of Paris. Right. And so, right. And, so and that's precisely you know, <clears throat> what people are trying to divorce. They're trying mm-hmm. to remove as best they can uh, faith, Catholicism, this great religious cultural identity. Right. And then so, you take but, its you take its legs out when you do that. But this is but this is the critique that you're railing against is that you you don't want to say that, don't you? Like you were saying that that's what you don't like is that people keep pointing to this as a religious building and you're saying that it has value beyond that not not simply beyond that that's at the heart the the the, that's what it's for uh it's a house of worship um Mm -hmm. you know jesus was very clear about houses of worship that don't do that uh yeah but it goes it's more than that it's not it doesn't go beyond that it's just more than that sure Um, that's good it is a part of France, and it mm-hmm. is a part, a crucial part of Western civilization, because we, Christ we, is a central part of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we and we. I just my again. My problem is we're trying to we're trying to separate those two, too starkly, too cleanly. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> you know what? You know one thing that I I've been thinking about a lot in the last couple of days is the book that I was reading that I told you about. Uh huh. Um, Pillars of the Earth. Oh yeah. Uh, because it was a book about the building of a medieval cathedral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was sort of the whole arc of the whole book was the building of this medieval cathedral. And it was interesting because the way that the book was written, it was set in England, but the main character who's the architect for the cathedral, he learns how to build cathedrals in the style of the Gothic churches in Paris. Mm. Um, and so he goes to France and he learns how to build in the style of Saint Denis. So Saint Denis was the first real Gothic church uh-huh. to ever be built in the early 13th century, and that's where you start seeing the. I, I was I was I was curious about a lot of the architectural stuff. So apparently, before the movement in the Gothic movement in the in Paris, before that actually took o- took off, the Romanesque style and also the styles that were happening in England, those styles were very thick stone walls that didn't allow for glass to be used in the windows. Right. Right. And so the the style change allowed for thinner walls that mm-hmm. allowed for bigger windows. Yep. And that's why you have all these magnificent windows in the Gothic churches. Um, and that was a big part of this book. And so I was thinking about that a lot while I was watching all this unfold is that, wow, this is exactly what I was constructing in my imagination as I was reading this book. And it's being torn down <laughs> as I see yeah, it, yeah. you know, right before my eyes. And it was just kind of an interesting experience to think about, oh, yeah, I have a sense of what that was like to be built in the 13th century based off of this book. Um, you know, what, what are those flying buttresses for? What are these windows for? Um, I don't know. It was just sort of all in my imagination to think about how important this church is as a 13th century innovation of architecture. It's not just like one example of Gothic architecture. It's one of the first Gothic churches <laughs> that's yeah. ever existed yeah. and it's been around for 800 years. Right. And, you know, it, and it, I don't want to belabor this point, but I th- I think I may have just figured out one of the reasons why I I'm struggling with this uh, with this whole thing. When we try to make those distinctions, one side is trying to say to the other, "This doesn't belong to you." Hmm. 
So when we criticize those calling it, and okay, again, I agree with this, calling it just a museum or just a sure. symbol for Western civilization, we're saying this is not your house. Mm. And it is <laughs> because it's precisely because it's Catholic universal. Mm. Uh, we want everybody to come in here and experience yep. this as a house. Right. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So for one side to say this is not, this is, doesn't belong to the state. This is a church. Yeah. Is to say, well, you don't belong here. Yeah. And, and on I the flip have a side, big problem thing. with that. It's exactly right. right. Hmm. Uh, That's good. That's really good. Um, it is interesting that like there has been such, I, I, I think from, if my memory serves me correctly, I think these churches in France are owned by the state. And Probably. so the state is, the state is responsible for maintaining the, the structure. So I think the state has been very quick to receive a lot of donations to mm -hmm. begin the process of renovation. Have you read much about that? I've not, but um, do you know? So I, I just suspect or expect that after the after the revolution, the church lost everything. Did we actually get stuff back? Like, like in reality, or is it just a name? Like, I don't, oh, I don't you're know. allowed yeah. to be a bishop at this church, but it still belongs to the state. Because yeah, I don't exactly know. <laughs> I don't. I don't exactly know. Yeah. Um, but I think about it more in terms of like in St. Louis. You know, the parish church of the university is our parish, but it's the building is owned by the university. Right. So right, the, right, right. the building operates the the building and takes care of it, maintains it. But we we own the parish. So right. I wonder if there's a similar thing there with the cathedral. Is that it's 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 a cathedral church of the Archdiocese of Paris, but the building itself is owned by yeah. the state, yeah. and the state is able to fund it because I don't know if the church would be even able to fund the restoration of this sort of building, right? And you know, yeah, this is something that I struggle with as well. Like, is it the place of the world to be a part of? Because we've seen, I think, the White House just issued a a statement saying that they would support, um financially the the restoration yeah i saw tim cook uh said that he would donate you know like ah yeah because it goes back to we've got a lot of problems in the u.s <laughs> that need support should mm -hmm. should those resources go uh to this cathedral i don't know well this goes this goes back to the first problem you brought up which is social media which is right that would if and you know it is Notre Dame, so this is another thing, you know. But like, if if the social media thing wasn't so big, then how much attention would this have garnered so quickly, you know, from from Tim Cook, from right. the president of the United States, you know? And also, people start jumping on the bandwagon of like exactly. Well, there's a lot of <laughs> this, cheer, there's a lot of cheer pressure that if yeah, you, you know, if so you this, don't donate, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It, it raises interesting questions there. I mean, I'm not. I'm happy that they're giving money to the project. Right, That's going right, to be right, awesome. Right, right, right. Um, well, one of my concerns is I, I'm curious about how. So I've seen a lot of things online about like there's been a lot of studies done on Notre Dame of of its architecture and it's been like detailed work, you know, blueprinting done so that they could restore the thing exactly as it was. Yeah. Or are they going to change it somehow? Which is in an interesting question because. In the history of the church, this is precisely what happens, is that exactly. churches burn, <laughs> and then you rebuild them, and they get rebuilt better, bigger and better. Right. Um, and, and I think it's a beautiful opportunity, but I'm also, I have some trepidation, because I don't know if I trust, <laughs> you know, contemporary yeah. art, artistic taste to 
first off, to do a good job in in sort of in harmony with the gothic style, but also to not botch the job, you know, right. to like, right. oh, we're going to build a glass ceiling. And yeah, we don't have a great track record with renovation, <laughs> church renovations. <laughs> yeah, so it's just kind of an interesting opportunity to see like what um what happens there's a there's a podcast that you and i sometimes listen to about beauty beauty ever ancient and ever new um it's a friend of mine that that's an architect and they talk a lot about architecture uh it's a good podcast and i i tweeted at them to see if they're going to talk about this i'm sure that they will because it's an opportunity for catholic architects to weigh in on how how would a church like this be Mm -hmm. renovated well it was already in the process of renovation you know right um yeah and even the spire the spire was a renovation piece well, the entire, I think, I think the entire roof that burned was a recent addition. Um, I don't know if that's right. I think, I think the spire was an addition. Spire is 19th the, century. Right, right. But I think that the lumber in the roof was original. Because mm. I was listening to NPR this morning. They were talking about how the trees that were, uh, that were forested for the lumber were tree from trees that don't grow in France anymore. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um yeah, so there's a lot there uh that I, I really do I think is important to talk about. Um where to start. So I think it was Assassin's Creed, the video game, that did that 3D modeling. And so there's like an exact replica in the game <laughs> of this church. Oh really? Yeah. And so that's Supposedly, like if they go that route, that that will be a major resource for uh, for restoration. Yeah, uh, which is I kinda, mean, it's kind of cool. I would, yeah, it is. I I would I would always side with history in that there is great precedent for not restoring things exactly to what they exactly. were. Exactly. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. And every generation, and I think this was part of the <clears> beauty <throat> of the way that churches like the Sagrada Familia in Barcelona, or yeah. even any cathedral like Notre Dame, over over generations is built and it's added to. Yeah, um, you know, and I think that's exactly what we don't really understand today. Partly because we don't really like that's not a part of our cultural knowledge anymore, history, <laughs> uh, and the way that things develop and how they were even built in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned to you the other day that, you know, we're still dealing with this um, this gross misunderstanding of the medieval age as dark, you know, mm. this lie that the Renaissance or, the, yeah, the Enlightenment told us that mm. people were illiterate and incapable of, of, of reason and higher thought. Uh, oh, yeah. Is yeah. ridiculous because they built a church like this. Yeah. That not only survives, you know, centuries upon centuries, but that can literally withstand being caught on fire and the roof, roof collapsing. Right. Like right. this is a marvel of engineering that you don't get with, uh, illiterate peasants, uh, as the, or farmers or whatever the stereotypes are of the Middle Ages. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. Uh, that this is an opportunity for us to comment on how brilliant the Middle Ages really were. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that, that they were in fact built with this, what you're talking about, with this understanding that fires will happen and it mm-hmm. will be an opportunity for us to change and to renovate and to make it better as the technology mm-hmm. advances. Right, right. So for example, when the, the president of France commented on, um, the renovation process, 
uh, it was interesting. He said, you know, we will, we will renovate this in five years. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, it is a mistake, but I also think that it's an interesting, I, I appreciate the time frame that it's, it is possible to do this yeah. in five years. Right. Um, which is unheard of in the Middle Ages. Right. I think that you can build the roof of a cathedral in five years. Like, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. But the process of doing it over a long period of time is what gives it such, uh, such weight, I think, you know, if, mm-hmm. and we see what happens all around us every single day, you know, these buildings that go up in a day, they're eyesores and yep. they fall yeah, down yeah. in a year, yeah. you know, yeah. and they're dated in 10 years. Right. But when right, you've got right. something that is being built over the course of a hundred years, then it's constantly being added to and constantly being uh, updated. And so it's a part of that hundred years. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's interesting. So, like, I wonder if the time frame of, like, five years, it's interesting what it presupposes. It presupposes that the goal is to restore it to its glory. Yes. Uh, and I think that's the mistake. I completely that, agree. Yeah, we don't need to restore this thing to its former glory. We need to take this as a new starting point. Exactly. <laughs> just, yeah, and what is, I mean, exactly, what does that imply when we say we need to restore it to its glory? That the ancients had it right and we can't do anything like that ever again. Yeah. And we can. We it's can. In our power. <laughs> we did that in the first place, A. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, B, yeah. we, well, and this is part of the problem. And as a Catholic artist, this is something that, pardon the phrasing, but set, lit a fire under me. Mm. Um, it's like, no, we, we need to step up our game. You know, we need to insist on artists and craftsmen and what have you coming back and being a huge part of our worship, our worship spaces. And yeah, that's something that's lacking mm-hmm. and which, mm-hmm. which feeds that flame of thinking, Oh, well, you know, once these are lost, they're lost forever, which yeah, is just yeah. not true. Right. Right. Gosh, this whole experience has just been, there's been so many layers to this thing, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the mourning of the loss of a building, which is a significant part of the life of the West and a light, the life of the church, which is a legitimate thing to mourn. But then at the same time, like you and I have been joking around about the, the quote from Batman Begins, you know, when, when Rosal Ghoul burns down Wayne Manor and, you know, it's Alfred that tells Bruce, you know, Wayne Manor is more than bricks and mortar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that dimension of it as well, where it's like, we know that we can mourn the loss of one of our churches. While simultaneously remembering that we are the church, uh, right. and that that's important, but it's not right to just focus on that latter point. You know that we are just the church, and the buildings don't matter because clearly that they do. Like they, exactly, the buildings do matter because they're, they're church as well. Right? They're, yeah, they're incarnational points. You know, they're mm-hmm. points of contact with reality and the world. I mean, that's the whole. There. That's why we've got sacraments, mm-hmm. so that they can mm-hmm. be an outward sign of an inward grace. Yeah, uh, yeah. like that's part of what it means to be human. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Dude, this is gonna be fun to see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. Well. And again, part of it. This is gonna be an unpopular opinion, and we might have to edit this out. Uh, <laughs> Every time you say that, I actually have to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, I think a part of our digital age and our technological social media age is an ext- an kind of an extremism. Uh-huh. and a fatalism. <laughs> mm. So everybody tuned in on that morning and saw the church on fire. I sent 
immediately, as soon as I saw it, I sent you a text and some other guys a text. Uh, and so we literally saw this thing from the beginning. And look at the way that people are talking, still talking about it. Like, oh, this church is destroyed. Uh, oh, you know, France is, France is mourning the loss of her, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. Mm. You know, it's probably had worse. Well, I can't say that. I don't know for sure. Uh, but like we, because we've seen this and had this emotional attachment from the beginning, we just assume that it's a total and complete destruction. Right. Which it's not. Which it's not. <laughs> it's a- a lot yeah. of the stuff is, well, because of the renovations that were taking place in the first place, a lot of the statues were already removed. A right, lot of right. the, you know, relics were already removed. Right, right. You know, the, pul- the, the wooden pulpit saved. is still intact. The altar is still mm. intact. Like, again, going yeah. back to this brilliant design of these dumb middle-aged uh, people is mm. that the f- roof caught on fire and the layers of stone protected the inside. Right. Uh, and yet... It's a marvel. It's it a is. Marvel it's incredible. Man. It's, <laughs> but we're still incredible. treating it, and we're still talking about it as if it were, you know, the Twin Towers being knocked to the ground. Yeah, there is a difference. I guess maybe that analogy is appropriate in terms of, like, the shock value for yes. people, yes. In, in especially in France. And I think in that sense, it's a fair comparison. But it's a... It's a, there's yeah. a major dissimilarity. Yeah, right, there were not people jumping out of the cathedral. Right, there was nobody like, that was that's horrific. In the cathedral. Right, right. I mean, the cathedral didn't kill anybody exactly, right? and also it also didn't crumble to the ground. Right. So, yeah, there is a major dissimilarity in terms of the actual facts of the case, but the I guess the analogy helps people understand the degree to which the French people are mourning the loss of an aspect of their. Of their world, right? The security of their world is sort of been yeah. But it's, I mean, you know, okay, yeah. There's a big fire, but again, the church isn't lost. It's still there. Yeah. Like, look at pictures. Go, go online and look at pictures of it today. It's missing a spire, and that's all that you'd be able to notice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless you went in yeah. and saw and smelled the smoke and etc. Right. 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 No, yeah, I, I appreciate that perspective because I think there's like a catastrophizing that can happen of like, oh, it's all gone. And there's a fatalism there too of like, oh, it's, you know, what are we going to do? And, and then we have to rally to, to get it all back to where it was. And yeah. it's like, no, the church is actually still pretty secure. You know, it's still. Yeah. No. And I, I do want to make sure that I'm, that I'm being clear here, right? People, pe- a lot of people have a strong emotional attachment to that church and rightly so. I mean, that's what churches are for. And so when, when destruction of any, of any level happens, then that's, you know, that's a serious matter. Mm-hmm. But the extremes that we're seeing, I think, is a little much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Like, be sad, fair. mourn, like legitimate, legitimate mourn. But <laughs> let's, take a, let's take a lesson from St. Paul. Christians grieve with hope. And yeah. that's, what oh, makes, yeah. that's what makes us Christian, is that we hope in the resurrection. Uh, right, right. That it's not just lost forever. So, uh, do you know what the, uh, ironically, do you know, I finished, I finished that book that I was reading, that, uh, book about the cathedral. And as soon as I finished that book, I started Moby Dick. Uh huh. Uh, which I just finished, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe that'll be for another conversation later, but, um, I just finished that and I am about to start my next audiobook and, <laughs> 
Ironically, <laughs> the book that I was already going to plan to read Hunchback is of the Notre Hunch- Dame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and I was, I was reading, I was reading online that it jumped, the Hunchback of Notre Dame jumped to like number one on Amazon in really? France, uh, <laughs> after Monday. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, I mean, again, like this is, that's good that people are going back to our great, uh, not just religious heritage and artist, but artistic as well. Like, go right. read good literature. <laughs> did you know? Did you know that the uh, the cathedral was about to be torn down in the early 1800s? No. So the cathedral was in ruins after the French Revolution. Yeah. And after the revolution ended, they were gonna just tear it down because it was just in disrepair. And Victor Hugo, as the story goes wanted to raise awareness of the cathedral and rouse support for the cathedral. And so he wrote The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hmm. And the another an alternative title to the book is just The Cathedral of Notre Dame or something like that, or like The Cathedral of Paris. Uh-huh. Um, and after writing that book, that's when they started this campaign to renovate the church, and that's when they built the spire. Oh, cool. So the spire was a result of Victor Hugo's rousing support for, you know, getting rallied support for the the cathedral project because it was about to be torn down. Yeah. That's awesome. Can you imagine? (laughs) And that wasn't that long ago. That's like 150 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, man. Well, I think we (laughs) might want to do some more current events. This might be a good way for us to stay in touch over the summer. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cool. Any uh, parting thoughts? Um. Just an encouragement for people. Hope there is hope. I want to. Yeah, could you? Could you post? I, I saw that you you did made a good sketch um, as you were you know sort of processing all this. You made a good sketch of the cathedral when it was on fire. You uh-huh. want to post that in the show notes? Sure. Uh, and then we can show people you know what you were doing for it. Sure. Um, or you could just follow me on Twitter and Instagram, J Harmon SJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, cool man. It's been fun. Hi, right, brother. All right, dude. Peace. Yep.